Oh my god! The podcast. It's filmed live in front of a live studio <laughs> audience. That's it. That's that. That's the one. That's it. It's the Dice Record Podcast. We're here. It is the first podcast of autumn. I'm going to say this for everything that we do. That's the first of autumn, like I did in the stream yesterday. <laughs> Can't get over it. I'm so excited. We're all, apart from Alex, me, and we're all absolutely yeah. fine. <laughs> it's R- pro-autumn bias here. <laughs> R.O.P. Summer for, for you, me, and I'm so sorry. This is a mem- memorial the, podcast. The best season is now absolutely. not technically over yet. We've still got no. a few more days. Oh, Goodbye yeah. to disgusting, sweaty summer. <laughs> Hello, nice jumpers, autumn. Mm, <laughs> look, I feel like being really sweaty is a you problem. <laughs> it, I think yes. it's most of the UK it's problem. It's a me problem, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fine. Your time to shine is here. I'll go back into my little hole and wait for summer to come out again so I can bloom. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's where we're sorry. at. Sorry. Wales. You're the, you want to, who, who's on this bloody thing? Uh, yeah, no, this is, look, we've, we've, we've got Maddie hosting, Matt's yeah. not here, it's mm-hmm. all a bit different. Uh, but the long and short of it is, hello and welcome to the Dicebreaker podcast. Uh, we are here with three members of the team. It's me, Michael Wheels Whelan. We've also got Alex Meehan, how you doing? Hi, yeah, I'm good. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I was going to say something, but then I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, I can tell, yeah. And then we've also got Maddie Cullen. How are you doing? Hello. Uh, I could say something and then not say it too. And then we're all the same. We can all do that. Or we can start saying things because we are on a podcast. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, uh, if you've not tuned into the Dicebreaker podcast before, uh, this is our sort of weekly catch up on what we've been up to, what kind of news stories have been hitting the presses recently, as well as uh, uh, usually a big feature. But today we've got some very, very big news. Uh, which we're going to be talking about, um, because Disney have released a massive trading card game, or a releasing, yeah. rather, which they're uh, potentially trying to beat their way into the top of the market with, because they are the giant media mogul, and they have to have absolutely every single aspect mm-hmm. of all media under their control, <laughs> thanks, Disney. Um, but we will get to that soon. First off, we're going to find out what everyone's been up to this week. Uh, and Maddie, seeing as you're so graciously hosting the podcast yeah. for us, would you like to let us know what you've been up to? Okay, yeah. What have I been up to? Well, my big news this week is that I killed my first player in D&D. Okay, I didn't know where that sentence was going to end up. (laughs) I killed my first victim. (laughs) It's awesome. My victims are coming. They're being murdered. This is actually a serial killer podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's true crime. Not another true crime podcast for the love of God. Yeah, but this time we're doing the crime. It's different. (laughs) Please don't take that out of context. We have done no crime. It was not a crime. It's not illegal. Tell us about the, this crime. Yeah, so I, as as if you've listened to the podcast before, every Thursday I DM well beyond the Witchlight for my players. It's very fun. Sure. It's a great adventure. Uh, and they faced off the second hag uh, today. How many hags are there? Three hags. Three hags? There's That's a, a lot of hags. It's a coven. Oh my God. There's a coven. There's three it's of like them. The, the three in here. Yeah. Well, they, they, they faced off the second one, uh, which is... Which is uh, the challenge rating was incredibly high, and before the session, I felt pretty sick because I was like, "This is this seems incredibly high for where they should be level wise." Uh, for any D and D people, there are level a group of four players at level four. The challenge rating was eight, which is like two above a deadly 
uh, a six would be a deadly encounter. Like it was an eight. So I was like, okay. But they, but like most CR ratings, it's a bit janky. So we got into the fight. They were doing so well. They were wearing her down. It was incredible. Then they had a few bad rolls. Uh, one of them pulled off a little bit of a risky move and failed Uh-oh. the dex check, uh, trying to do this cool thing where they like fell on top of her with their sword. So their health had been worn down. And then the hag rolled a natural one. And it was like, okay. Then they got their second attack, rolled a natural 20 uh, and reduced this player's health down to zero. And then their entire health again into the negative. So they instantly killed like no death saves, nothing, just instantly dead. Uh, oh my god! I didn't realize it was happening, but they were just like, "I'm dead." I was like, "What?" They're like, "Yeah, that's like my entire HP again." And I was like, oh, "What have I done?" Dark Souls, you died. Comes up on this. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things. Like, if I, I had no idea because, like, I could have, like, you know, fudged the roll or something. Like, normal, you know, if, if you're trying to like not kill people, I was like, "Oh, it's too late." They're dead. That's that's mm-hmm. happened. Um, mm-hmm. It was, but it, it was a really good dramatic moment. They were, you know, fighting a hag to free a bunch of children from this weird cursed toy workshop. Uh, they'd had like a really good moment. Uh, the player had also written a will the night before, um, so I'm like, well, that's that's what happened. Well, they obviously knew it was coming then. When you, when you do stuff like this, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they died. It was very sad, and we had to. The worst bit is like having to carry on with the fight. Yeah. And, like, and be like, okay, well, uh, you're top of the round now, so uh, you're up next. Um, people were just God. looking at me like, are you, are you serious? Yeah. yeah. But everyone took it really yeah. well. I was the most stressed, I think, out of everybody. Mm. Um, it, was, it was really good. It was a really good moment. And I think it's been a good turning point in the kind of like the Fey world isn't all fun and games. So mm. that was my yeah. big defining rite of passage as a DM. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Well, you know, it's part of the game, right? It's like, part of the game. Death is a thing that can happen. It's mechanic. Yeah. It's not, I feel like it's not part of the game that many people ever really interact with that. Like, you know, you'll have a little like, oh, I was on my last death save. But that's like, I, it's very rare that you actually hear people die in D&D. Uh, but it sounds like it's because of their own stupid thoughts. So, you know. <laughs> wow! It's just, the dice just have a story to tell. It's one of those things where it's like the dice are either going to be with you or against you. Like, it's very much... It's one of the things I enjoy about D&D combat is like, you just, you've got to look at what the dice are trying to tell you and like, if they get a natural 20, you're like, okay, well, that's like... You, they, they've angered the hag and like, she is going to put it all on you in that one moment. You know, that's what like, you know, it's the story that the dice are telling uh, beyond on like me making up the story it's it's interesting it's a good part of the game and i don't i think it's more enjoyable when you have the risk of death around the corner mm. it makes the stakes oh yeah you've got to have some some kind of stake yeah, yeah otherwise you know why are you fighting just, yeah you're kind of just superheroes and invincible at that point um which also like when you take on a hag that's you know like four levels above you. I said to them, like, they came in and they were like, and she, they were meant to wait in this parlor to meet her and they started like wandering around her house. So she came in, she was already angry and then she was like, okay, let's go out to the parlor and they're like, no. And I was like, you guys came into her house. You were rude it's their to fault. her. Immediately their fault. You, I had to kill What were they you. expecting? I had to do it. <laughs> yeah. You made mommy do it. <laughs> you made, you made right. me do it. Uh, even though I didn't made your bed, now die in it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was my big thing. Uh, other than that, uh, also played D anD D on Wednesday. I played some Spelljammer. How, how many uh, how many D anD D sessions did you do this week, Maddie? Uh, 
Well, this week, uh, it was just, only... Just what? Just it's, four? No, it's only two this week, even okay. though normally it could be four. <laughs> this is why we can't play Vampire the Masquerade, because <laughs> you, just, you and Liv just play D&D &D all the time. I know, I'm sorry. I'm it's not going to change. <laughs> so many what, wonderful what? games out there just waiting to be played. There's just this WhatsApp hey. chat now that's just sat there, and I'm like, well... Yeah... <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Ship has sailed. I've signed up Maybe I'll put a little things. gif in it that's like sad face. <laughs> vampire sat like like the Adam Sandler vampire from Hotel Transylvania or something. Oh. Get that um get that picture of Keanu Reeves looking sad on a bench yeah. but have like some little fangs drawn on mm. it. Yeah, I can down. do that. Perfect. Keanu Reeves looks like a vampire. Yeah, you feel like you don't really add much. You're like, yeah, that's, that's exactly. a vampire. Yeah, he's um, 50% of the way there already, you know? <laughs> he, he's one of it's those actors that's like only just gotten better with age. Yeah, and he doesn't like, age either. He's looked no. exactly the same his entire life. So, vampire. Well, not, I'm no. just saying. I'm just saying. He hit a point in his life where he became like a hot daddy, and he's been like that for the past, like, what feels like. 15 years. Four billion years. <laughs> he, he, he went from like sweet little boy and then he went hot daddy and now he's just been in a hot daddy phase. I feel like that's quite normal though because I feel like from like child, teen, early 20s like you're still growing and maturing and like your face is reaching your adult face shape and then once it's reached your adult face shape then you're like then that's you what grow you look beard, like then. Like. <laughs> and you get really cool hair. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know me. Yeah. That's <laughs> the stage I can't wait till my beard grows and I get my cool yeah, hair. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for my hot daddy phase. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. We're all waiting on the hot daddy yeah. phase. Hot daddy autumn, let's do it. Are you currently in your hot daddy phase? Message the channel. Uh, <laughs> Let <laughs> us know. Hot daddies at <laughs> Uh Anything else you've been up to, Maddie? Uh, I Wanted murder? Yeah, I played... So, so Monday night, I played the City of Mist little short thing that we're playing. Tuesday night, I played Stardew Valley, which isn't a video game, but... Nice. Which isn't a video, which isn't a board game, it is a video game. It is a video uh, game, but it's also, also a board game. Board game. So, yes, yeah. it is, but no, it was the video game version. Very fun. Uh, yeah. And Wednesday, some Spelljammer, which was very fun, uh, despite the How are you, so now that you've had a little bit more experience mm. with Spelljammer, because you already had a little bit of a wobble mm. with, <laughs> mm, not sure about this and oh, yeah. how good this book is. I just think What do you reckon? The, the problem is, like, Spelljammer is so incredible, and it's such an amazing setting, uh, it was kind of like they couldn't lose and yet somehow Wizards of the Coast had lost. <laughs> like they just it's very clearly like that no one from the creative team signed off on it I feel like it was kind of like a marketing thing where they're like it needs to be three books but it also needs to hit that like classic D&D &D book like $50 mark and they've done that but the cost of like gutting what Spelljammer should be like they've just like the the monster manual has like four monsters in it the rest is just like it's it's that race but like their stat block and I'm like okay, I don't need that I have a bandit stat block it's fine mm -hmm. uh the adventure is like all right yeah like, it's very thin and then the actual book itself there's no rules for, like there's no rules for ships there's like it's, there's like rules that they mention for stuff it's and the then, whole point I, of the setting I know so I, I stole Spaceships. the Ghosts of Saltmarsh book uh from the office and I'm lent that to Oliver who was DMing it because uh, that's got some some ship rules in if anyone wants it and they open Spelljam and realize you, you don't have what you need to play it uh I love the setting I love it but it's just the books are just why did they release a book? I, I, I don't know I think why they, did they release a bloody monster manual that's what I want to know well I want just like a good monster manual they put more in it <laughs> 
Either that or like just do one big source book because yeah. before like the settings would just get a source book and the monsters would be in there and because yeah. you're not splitting your time between three different books you've got and also you're doing a campaign at the same time right yeah. just release a just release a source book if you don't have to because the thing is the release schedule that was the coast are going in right now is mm. really intense and it's just not necessary to no. be honest because who who finishes campaigns and things like that that quickly? Honestly, like most Maddie, people's campaigns. Apart from that, <laughs> well, most people's campaigns last like some. A lot of them last like years, right? Mm. They're yeah. not going to move on to like a new setting, you know, straight from the off. So this desperate, this like need that Wizards seems to have to like fire out these books. Obviously, they're doing it because they're like is very hot right now. We want to catch people with whatever we can. Money, 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 obviously. Mm. But um, it's just kind of not necessary. And it's, and it's actually seems to be affecting the quality of the products yeah. they're putting out. Because this is what's making me nervous now about like Planescape. Because they're doing mm. the same thing with Planescape next year. Oh, I don't and think this isn't good. And Planescape is even is yeah. massively more complicated than Spelljammer. Like Spelljammer is basically sci-fi D D, right? It's science fantasy, um, it's treasure planet, yeah. like it's such an easy win, like just and, and it's and um, it's the setting. It's not like I don't I the fact that you have to buy an adventure with it is really interesting to me because I'm like I I can't imagine who that's appealing to, like, as far as, like, my circle of D&D friends well, goes. Well, new like... players, I think, right? Because some new players might have been like, oh, I've heard of Spelljammer, but I've never played it before. Uh, oh, that there's a ready-made adventure for me. I'll play that. Yeah, and but I mean, the, like, you have to buy it all together. Like, I yeah, I would only want the source book and the monster manual. The fact that, like, mm. you have to also go buy it and, like, get I don't know other little book. No, I just, genuinely don't because yeah. they would probably make more money if they sold them separately. Yeah, right? make them so bigger books. Charge. Like... But I wonder whether it's literally time. Like they had this mm. ambitious thing where it's like we're, we're bringing back Spelljammer in this really big way. You know, like it's a huge return. Uh, let's make it a, a big release. Let's do three books in one as a package. But by doing that, you've naturally put more pressure on yourself. And when you can't bring out a product that has like lives up to the quality as well as like that many books in, mm. in one package, it's gonna something's gotta give, right? And also with everything else that they're planning to bring out. Like they've they've announced this Dragonlance book that they're bringing out, I believe, later this year already. Mm. And this year alone they brought out what? I'm trying to remember all of them. They brought out Radiant Citadels, um, before that was the Monsters of the Multiverse. Um, I'm trying to remember the one before that. Was that the Critical Role adventure book? The, the newest Critical Role wasn't Wizards. It was their own thing. No. Oh, wait. The, um... the like, Taldori. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the campaign they brought out that we of played. Of Wildmount, yeah. Um, last year? No, 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 no. But I'm pretty sure the... Um... 
my god, what the hell is oh, it called? Oh, the, the Nevity. Call oh, of the Nevity. Oh, yeah, the, the that Scooby-Doo campaign. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Scooby, Scooby, oh, Scooby, 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 Yeah, my bad. Yeah, <laughs> totally blanked on that. came out this year as well. And <laughs> I forgot that even happened, wow. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. You forgot that even happened. And I think Strixhaven was last year. That was the end mm-hmm. of last year. So, like, this year alone, they've already brought out, like... Several, so many books that we can't even remember all of them, and this is our job to cover these books. Mm. And they're bringing out yet another one, like later this year, which is the Dragonlance one, which they announced with the Wizards Presents. Yeah. And like this Spelljammer set alone was three books, like in one package. The problem with the Spelljammer is that I, they clearly had a bigger book, like they clearly had put more work into it because there's references to things. Like as if like they'd written about it in another chapter, but that chapter doesn't exist anymore. Like that's that's what is is weird. Is like you're like oh okay, that's a rule that they've mentioned. I'll go look up where that is, and it's not in there anymore. So it's clearly like we need to trim this down. And that's what I find even even worse. It's not like they just like rushed it out and put like a tiny bit in. It's like they had this, and then they were like, let's cut it down. I'm like, no. I wonder whether they're just putting. They, I feel like they've been putting a lot of focus on like presentation recently with their mm. books so for example bringing out the two alternate versions of every single book right it's like that's even more production cost like is it worth it they've always also, done them, like variant covers though they've always done variant covers yeah but, yeah but i suppose now they're doing like free they're doing free books at once which means also free variant covers for those mm. um yeah, I mean, and and didn't it had like a, didn't it have a DM screen as well? Like, and all that, and it's like because all that stuff looks amazing. Like, it is lovely, pre- love like beautifully presented. Yeah, the production it looks is lovely. great. But like, what's but, inside yeah. is like it's just that's what matters ultimately, right? Yeah. Like, people, people when they announced Spelljammer, people were really excited, and I think most people yes. were excited. Like, we get to experience this setting for five E, and like the parts of the books that are like covering the setting are seem to be really like lackluster. I think most people would have preferred just a big old source book, not yeah. necessarily even an adventure. Or or they could have released a small starter adventure for free with it or something. Yeah. Like rather than putting it in this book and it being really kind of bland and lackluster. And now they're gonna do it for Planescape and I'm like, don't Yeah. <laughs> Course correct just do a bug. We don't want the monster manual and stuff. We just want a source book for Planescape that we understand. And now it's going to be bad. <laughs> I'm hoping like they all have seen the negative reaction to Spelljammer and like maybe that will make them be able to push back at whatever marketing yeah, team no. is like, this is a good idea and make them go like, okay, maybe we should they actually just... like make a good product as well as not just a nice package. I think they start these things really early. I wouldn't be surprised oh, yeah, if that but... That Planescape, I think it's too late for Planescape. That I think that Planescape book is already like being written as we speak. Mm. I reckon, like oh, yeah. they are, yeah. So and they're already writing it as a set of free books, and I'm like, no, don't do <laughs> I don't want it. Like it's it. such a complicated saying as well. How are you going to explain all this stuff in that little ditty book? Like, it's just not going to yeah. do it. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's really interesting because. I think the same something similar is happening with Magic the Gathering, from what I can tell, where people have, you know, been making comments about the fact that the released 
cycle at the moment is so intense mm. unnecessarily intense that people are like how are you doing this like well we're also we're seeing that kind of in other companies as well like I, for stuff with steamforged around the dark souls rpg was all just like way way yeah. too far out the door i think maybe there's like a question that needs to be asked of like how sustainable the current business model for most tabletop large companies is because mm -hmm. like the the rate at which they seem to be putting things out doesn't necessarily seem like they're just like oh yeah we're just we've got so much content so many writers we're gonna write those things it looks like they're struggling to keep up with their own momentum um and i do wonder how long that can last before you know yeah. something just falls down it's like if, if one company's doing that then the rest of them are like oh well i need to do that as well and then they, mm. it's, they're just going to keep pushing each other until the bubble I think bursts, it, it really. depends like wizards i think is a very unique example because they are fully focused now on the on the two big franchises right like wizards of, of the you know like DD &D and magic the Gathering. like these are the two things that they support and these are like basically Marvel Studios franchises, right? Not literally, but in terms of the way that they're being managed and kind of mm. like fed at the moment is this is like like they're they're in the Wizards present. They're like this is the release schedule, just just the same as you know Disney are like these are the films that are coming out. They've already plan them then they're not like releasing things as and when you know they want to or they make sense yeah, to they're ready they're just firing them out because because they're like we've got to feed our children our ravenous children they're hungry we've got to keep them fed and like some of us that sat here going we would rather like wait for something to be finished and like of good quality than you just firing at like firing it out just to keep the again yeah keep the momentum going like Dungeons and Dragons is massive at the moment like M Magic the Gathering continues to be a bay on off uh hint to discussions later mm -hmm. but um yeah it is interesting to see what's happening and it's kind of a disappointing uh with the various other issues that D&D has been facing Spelljammer specifically the the playable species in that what they called again Hadazi yeah I think they've I think they have finally redacted that now on D &D have they Beyond. actually I okay think they saw something well it's not D, &D Beyond but it's in the books right can't like yeah you can't that's the books printed back. you yeah. can't maybe okay, future editions they release but that stuff if people don't yeah. know what we're talking about um I can't remember the name of the person that I saw tweeting about it I'm really sorry. I've seen um, a lot of people mention it. So maybe we'll put it in around. the description of this video at some point if we can. But um or or we'll tweet it or I'll tweet it or something. Mm. But there was there's been a discussion going on on Twitter about um the Hadozy playable species in Spelljammer and all the kind of really tone death mm. like truly like Well, because they already had like a pretty dodgy back yeah. um log of stuff for that race already from the original setting. So it was a real chance for Wizards to fix a lot of that, and it doesn't look like they've done a very good job. But I mean, that you know, that's a bit of a trend, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> just always like a just a little bit short of the mark of where they really should be when it comes to this kind of stuff. Mm. Well, it's the case of like that. That's the frustrating thing that they have been making efforts to try and improve things, right? With removing ability score modifiers for species and 
moral alignments and and you yeah. know like going on backgrounds and or, or like choosing you you your character is like this because of the experiences they've had not because of the species or you know that they are and that's all really positive stuff and then they go and publish i urge yeah. people just search search how of the controversy or something like that you will like you will find people talking about it who are much more informed and and like you know are rightfully angry about this where like this stuff is like borderline you know it's really it's racist yeah <laughs> it's it's, it's, just, I just it's just unbelievable that it got published yeah, like I you know. read it and you're like i don't understand who is looking at again though it's like it's being rushed out the door right i I think you know it's not getting enough checks it's not getting enough attention yeah it's not great it's not it's not a good look for the biggest company in the entire industry um have you played anything else uh no that was that's me no that is me love 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 dnd love little other things but yes mainly that the Maddie specials, we like to call it here on the Dice Breaker podcast. Uh, Mian, would you like to go next or shall I? I can go next if you want. Go ahead. Yeah, go for it. I've not done a huge amount, to be honest. Like, a lot of more of the same. Um, we also played some Dungeons Dragons for a very specific and exciting reason that we can't talk about yet. Mm-hmm. But I know. We, right? we did a little hint on the live stream yesterday that maybe we've been recording something very exciting that's Dungeons and Dragons related that oh. maybe is going to go off on the channel at some point. Oh who my knows? God. Uh, Maybe it's one of the coolest things we've ever done as a channel. Know. Who knows? Just it might saying. be the coolest thing we've ever done. It is. Yeah. It's pretty sick. It's just putting that out there. It's pretty goddamn sick. <laughs> um, I've also played uh, more Quacks of Quedlinburg because all my friends seem to want to play is Quacks of Quedlinburg. <laughs> it's fantastic. I know. It was, it was my it was my birthday weekend last weekend. And um, I had quite a few friends come down, and we were sort of sat around the table. And I was like, "Oh, do you want to go around the corner and kind of look at the game collection and pick something?" Uh, and they were like, oh, "We just want to play Quacks." And I was like, "You, you want to play Quacks?" And they were like, "Yeah." And I was like, <laughs> "Don't get me wrong, I love Quacks and Quedlinburg, and we got to play some of the expansion as well, which nice. the Herb Witches." Uh, I do want to get the alchemist at some point. Uh, that yeah, it's just such a crowd pleaser. Um, but like, I'm just I've just played so much Quacks now, and I'm like, can we play something else? <laughs> but um, I think yeah. we get this thing where like because we're we're game Jonas and we play mm. things all the time, and it's like we want to try new stuff all the time, and we also feel like we have to, and then we go and play with our friends who are just like playing for fun, and they're like, then, oh, I yeah, want to play this again, yeah. and it's like, okay. <laughs> I've got 400 games behind me, but I guess we'll play the one we already played again. Yeah, we have to go and play with the normies. <laughs> no, I tried to put it nice. <laughs> it's got like, like, like D&D of board games board now. Games. Yeah. <laughs> in um, men's group heads, yeah. Yeah, in my group heads. Um, no, it's fine. The, the thing is, I often crave like board games that are quite meaty, and like a lot of my friends just don't enjoy... Like some of my friends really love those, and like those are the that those are the friends that I will play those games with, like like Terraforming Mars or or Scythe or Root, you know those kind of really meaty games. But then when you've got a bigger group, you've got to keep everyone happy, right? And so 
you go you go with something that everyone's gonna kind of have fun with mm. so i'm like sat there with my like big old box of like scythe or something that we still haven't played with i still haven't Please. played with scythe or root oh my god oh. I, pl- I only i can only play them online because my my friends are just like Whenever we get together, we want to play a fun game. I'm like, I want to play a hard one. Root is fun. (laughs) Root is fun. Watching me win or destroy you all is fun. I don't understand why you don't want to play. (laughs) I don't want to play your baby game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We also played um, some Detective Club. I've probably talked about that on the pod before. um, It is a game that's like Dixit. Um, but it yes. has. Yeah, but, I remember you talking about it. Yeah, it's like it's like Dixit, but it's good. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's any like big Dixit fans who no, are like, "How dare you? How like could Dixit. you?" I don't get Dixit. I, I like, I love Mysterium and I love Detective Club. Um, but uh, no, uh, Detective Club is a game where you you're using those those kind of. Uh, illustrative weird cards um, and you're trying to match like a, f- a theme that one of you hasn't been told about and the one person who hasn't been told has to try and kind of figure out what the theme might be or at least try and like pretend they know by playing cards that they think mm. sort of fit with the other and then everyone has to explain why they played what they played and then everyone votes uh, who they think the imposter is and the amount of times that we someone has gotten away with it because they're just able, either they're really lucky or they're just able to talk their way out of it. And the amount of times I was accused of being the imposter, I was never the imposter one. And I was like, I've got such bad, I've got such bad cards, everyone. And you're like, just, oh, you're just an incredibly, uh, incredibly guilty looking person, me. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you've got that, you've got that mischievous glint in your eye. Mm. Like you're always up to something. I am mischievous, it's true. It's, uh, it's one of my main traits. Yeah. Uh, I am like a, a woodland creature. <laughs> like a gnome of some sort. That um, makes some sense. When you said woodland creature, yeah. I'm like, is like a deer particularly like, like a, sneaky? <laughs> I, like an imp. I mean, you've seen that Avengers mm. Time one that like takes his hooves off and goes... It's the worst episode what? in the world of TV I've ever watched. It's so d- disturbing to me. It's horrible. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. Oh my no. god, me and it's horrid. There's like a I... deer that's up to some weird stuff in the sewers, and there's mm-hmm. a shot where he has his hooves, but they're fake hooves, and he takes them off, and he's got human hands, and he goes like this, and it's horrible. It's <laughs> so weird. Like the first time I watched it, I was so disturbed. Like, mm. that's you. The only. <laughs> The only character I can think about in Adventure Time is Tree Trunks. Oh, I love Tree Trunks. I love Tree... I want to be... I am Tree Trunks. You kind of uh, are, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I kind of am. I'm weird, slightly horny. Well, uh, and I may, I might have a relationship with some sort of pig man. I love it. I can't wait yeah. to like have to ban you guys from kissing everywhere in public. <laughs> <laughs> Um, otherwise, I've been playing uh, Gloomhaven Digital. We managed to rope another sucker into our group. Nice. Uh, more fodder for the the enemies. Uh, we're actually doing a lot better now that we have four people in our party, surprisingly enough. 
um, the game is actually more manageable. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how well balanced the like smaller group sizes are on the digital one because it it was hard when we yeah. played it. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that game doesn't mess about. I mean it's still difficult. Like one mission will still take forever because we have to be so careful about what we do and not not mess it up. But um, having an extra person in the party has definitely made things a lot easier. Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, been watching a lot of Netflix. Been wa watching, I watched Mind Hunter, just all of Mind so Hunter, which is really good. Have you checked out Unabomber yet? No, I will do. It's on the list. Um, and then I started Better, uh, Better Call <clears throat> Saul, which is really good. On the hell yeah! Oh on the God. recommendation of Mr. Jarvis, was like oh, it is the best show on Netflix. Just thrown out there, like it is absolutely incredible i i've only recently like finished it and me and zoe have started all over again <laughs> we're just wow. watching the whole thing again <laughs> we're already on season three it's just incredible like it's such a good show yeah i've never been that interested in like breaking bad because i've always felt like the show like has this air of kind of like bad boy like oh it's not it's not your daddy's television you know like um sort of vibe about it which has already always kind of put me off you know the fact that like so much of the audience just ho horrible about one of the few female characters in it and like yeah. that it's one of those like it's like alan moore with raw shark it's like why are you idolizing the person i You're specifically designed yeah. to be the worst human ever why is this happening <laughs> yeah yeah um but uh, so I was like, I didn't really want to touch it. But then Matt was like, you should watch Better Call Saul. And I was like, I'll give it a go. And immediately I'm like, yep, no, this is great. Uh, I think the characters are really, it's just so sad, but funny and just like pathetic. <laughs> it's also a good kumsk fuck. Yeah, it's also like the character of Jimmy McGill is like, he is the kind of character I love to play, like characters who just talk and talk and talk and like sometimes get themselves in more trouble than they want to get themselves out of. Um, yeah, there you go. That's what I've been doing. Wills, what have you been doing and playing? Well, me and I'm so glad you asked because <laughs> oh, all right, okay. something absolutely incredible happened to me yesterday. Oh, Came God. home, opened up a cardboard box and sat there was... My brand oh, new Steam God, Deck. Oh my God, have you got it with you? <laughs> Are you playing it right now? This is, uh, right, this feels like we're in school and it's show and tell and you're like, mommy and daddy got me to this. Mommy and daddy didn't get me crap. I bought this in my own house, sweat and tears. <laughs> Why have you bought it? Because it's, it's, it's portable. It's the whole point. Steam I was playing it at so lunch. Good. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. God. What else would you want? I should have gone into look. the office and watched you play it. Can't yes. even do that. Air power. Blamo, Valheim, good to go. You know, it's wild. It's just, I've been wanting this thing since they announced it. And like, it, it feels surreal that I've actually got it now. But like, it, it is absolutely lovely. Um, you know, you could play some board games on it because it's Steam. You uh -huh. can play pretty much anything on Steam. Uh, and more things being added to the compatibility is, is great. This is we just talked about Better Call Saul. I can talk about my Steam Deck. Yeah, I'm vetoing um, it. I want Steam Deck talk. I'm I'm for it. Sorry, man. Uh, this is a Steam Deck. Liv podcast. has also literally just bought. So I got a reservation, um, like via a colleague who works on Eurogamer, because he had already already bought somebody else's. So we've got this weird chain of people buying each other's Steam Decks. But I was an idiot and like 
pre-ordered the most expensive model and then when it came around i was like oh why did i get them? i don't want the most expensive one but he had the sort of middle tier one so i ended up buying his but now Liv has now literally just bought my my reservation oh my so if Liv had a reservation maddie then you just buy hers and then yeah. it'll, it'll be like one of these um chain letters that get sent around where it's like you are cursed you have to buy a steam deck from this account <laughs> otherwise you'll never see your family again <laughs> i sign up I'd, i'll do it other let me be cursed i am yeah it's it's bloody wonderful uh it's got like it's just it's like playing you know with a switch or whatever Mm. but it's just infinitely customizable like like the thing that you appreciate about pc games is just yeah if if i want i can just fiddle around with the settings or i can you know i can just press a button and all of a sudden it's a desktop like it's wild it's uh it's such a cool little thing and i'm really really excited about it and i'm going to be playing it a lot so you know expect that to to be talked about <laughs> quite a bit and now now that Liv is getting one as well i've said that we're going to have like a little steam deck table at lunch and we're like uh sorry maddie i mean you can't sit with us this is a steam deck table so oh, i'll have my switch <laughs> out like hey guys. Oh. Uh, oh my god that's so embarrassing <laughs> i'm gonna give you a wedgie <laughs> wow but no yeah no it's very very cool it's very very cool i'm very excited nice. about it um and yeah i can't wait to go back home and play more um but outside of that i have also been doing two kind of interesting things first of all i've been playing some more decorum uh i played a, a bit more of the uh three slash four player mode which is um the three slash four player mode feels more like just like playing a game it doesn't feel quite as it doesn't have the same magic as the two player mode because you don't have the like character writing in it you, mm. you just have a scenario um so you don't have like individual little blurbs about who you are and why you've got these weird requests and stuff um but it's still like the corporate gameplay is fun enough that doesn't really matter um i'm hoping to at some point soon review it on the channel um with obviously quite a lot of glowing praise because it's absolutely brilliant uh but i've also me and zoe bought a book called kane's jawbone have you guys heard of this oh yeah I was Me and you familiar? No? So oh. cool. So back in the 30s? Like um, 30s. I think it's... you were alive, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, back when I was 14. Um, <laughs> I think it's a Spanish author wrote this, like, murder mystery as a book. So it's kind of like playing Sherlock, Consulting Detective. So it's like a book murder mystery. There's six murders in it. You have to solve who died and who killed them. And then the actual book itself is like designed to be cut up because all the pages are in the wrong order. So that you get all these excerpts. You have to figure out the exact order of the pages, figure out who the murderers are. I think only like three people have solved it or mm. something stupid like that. Like, and they had this um, prize in like the Times at the time or whatever. And it was like, if you can write in with the correct answers, you'll win 15 English pounds. <laughs> um, but then it got sort of crowdfunded as like a new edition. Uh, and they're doing a contest, which I think runs out like this year, um, which is like, oh, we'll give 250 quid in like book tokens to whoever can do it or whatever. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. It's like, it's just like a, a little tiny little book. The pages are designed so that you can cut them out and then sort of like, you know, get like a big cork board and, and stick things together and whatever. Yes. And then they've got like a little slip in the book and it's like, give us the correct order of the pages and the names of the people um, and send it in and see if you're right. But yeah, 
it's very cool it's very cool it's very interesting so we're gonna give that a go this weekend i think but yeah, we haven't started yet, but already like, I read one entry and I was like, oh God, okay. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people say that like, that seems like pop culture references and like like societal things. Like if you weren't around in the ni- like 20s yeah. or 30s, it's going to like go over your head. So you could do like a lot of historical research and stuff as well, which is just really cool. Like that's so fun. Yeah, it's, it feels like a little LARP or something, yeah. you know, like it's really interesting. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll keep you updated and, and how we did in that uh if we give up after about two attempts, <laughs> then soz. But yeah, there you go. But that's pretty much all I've been up to. I've um, I've had like a lot of lot of stuff on, so I haven't been able to like play things. And we also my regular print weaver group is is on hiatus at the moment because one of them is on holiday. So I've got like got like these Monday nights free that I'm thinking I need to do something with, but I'm not sure yet. I might play Mouse Ritter. I really want to play yes. Mouse Ritter. I'm so keen yeah. to play it. Like Monday night Mouse Ritter. Yeah. Mass Ritter looks very good, and Matt Matt was very very keen on it when he tried it as well. But yeah, good, good luck organizing anything with Matt Jarvis. Oh no no, no. it will be in person anyway. So All right, okay. I don't think Matt will want to take a three hour train drive down or whatever okay, for Mass um, Ritter. Maybe <laughs> maybe he will. Um, but there you go. That is what I've been up to this week. We will foot uh, push forward, push forward. Sorry, into the next section, sure. which is where we are about. To, uh, to talk about the news, one of those stories, of course, will be our main feature, as uh, hinted at in the thumbnail and the title, so stick around for that. If you've just joined us and you're wondering if we've already spoken about it or not yet, we have not yet, so stick around. Um, but this is, uh, we've just had a message from Yasmin who says, I'm new to the stream, what's happening? This is the Dicebreaker podcast. Um, we talk about what we've been up to this week, the, the news uh, in the tabletop world, as well as a little feature where we're going to be talking about the brand new Disney trading card game that's seeking to rival magic the gathering mm-hmm. me and i'm going to throw it to you to tell us about some of the more interesting stories from the dicebreaker.com website this week oh my god there's so many stories well uh, other than the disney uh trading card game the only other one we wanted to kind of highlight was the fact that um so uh there's this company called fandom and um they owned the kind of they they were or they have or they're they're going to release uh, a Dragon Prince RPG. I believe the Dragon Prince is a Netflix animated series. I've not watched it. I the name rings a bell. I'm not sure about what's in it. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> yeah, people have been like, "Oh, it's like Avatar," and I'm like, mm, "Okay." Um, I don't like the art style though. So that's one uh, of the things. That's when it's like an animated show and the art style you don't vibe with it. You're like, "That's tough." You can't. Yeah, that kind of like. CGI anime style. Oh god, yeah. Really I always think of. Off. Did you ever, when you were a kid, did you ever watch something called Code Lyoko? Oh, that sounds no. weirdly familiar. It always reminds me of that for some reason. The like three D anime. It was made by like a French studio trying to make anime, and it was. It's one of the ugliest TV shows I've ever seen, apart from maybe Reboot, which is absolutely atrocious. Yeah, um, I, I just don't like the aesthetic. But anyway. There was, um, yeah, so there's, there's a tabletop role-playing game based on the Dragon Prince, Tales of Xadia, uh, and Fandom uh, was set to kind of release it, but it looks like uh, Die Wolf, uh, which is the company that publishes Clank, and now they completely own Clank as well, because they bought, they bought the rights, basically, from Renegade. Um, they are now... They now own the rights to Tales of Zadia. So um, 
this is very interesting because Renegade Game Studios, the company that they co-published Clank with, is also known for releasing tabletop role-playing games. So they do like Kids on Bikes, uh, the the power like Transformers role-playing game. They're releasing. This is Transformers role-playing game. Yeah, yeah there is. Um, oh my god. Yeah, uh, but Direwolf. Uh, now seem to be releasing or at least gaining the rights to tabletop role-playing games themselves. So it's like they looked at Renegade and were like, hmm. <laughs> because Direwolf also do their own digital games as well. So they, well, they um, did the Pokemon uh, online, didn't they? The trading card game online or something like that. No. 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 Uh, yeah, Direwolf Digital, the publisher behind Pokemon TCG Online and Clank. Ah. I didn't really do that anyway. Um, I think that's the old one, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah, there was there was a Pokemon training card game live, and there, now there's a new one that's that's come out or coming out. We played the beta, but anyway, um, basically, fandom is like off, like what seems to be off, just offloading a load of its stuff, um, particularly its tabletop role playing games. So um, Hasbro recently bought D&D Beyond from Fandom as well. So now uh, Wizards of the Coast, who are owned by Hasbro, now officially own D&D Beyond. Mm. Uh, and that was originally owned by Fandom. So Fandom have basically seem to be like flinging their tabletop role-playing stuff out. Just clear it all out. We don't want it anymore. Uh, and now, uh, yeah, Direwolf has a, a acquired... Um, some of their stuff and this also means that so fandom was originally going to be releasing um a tabletop role-playing game based on he-man okay masters of the universe um i mean it's it's no by the power of gay skull (laughs) no it's not the power of gay skull which is a thirsty sword lesbians reference but um uh the so uh, Cortex was uh, developing the Legends of Skull Masters of the Universe tabletop role-playing game. Uh, and Cortex is basically owned by Fandom. So uh, Fandom has sold Cortex to Direwolf. Uh, but it looks like... Basically, it looks like it might die. <laughs> um <laughs> There's just there's, wow. there's no confirmation as to whether they're going to continue developing this this because the Tales of Zadia was already done. This this uh, He-Man RPG was in the middle of development, but now Cortex are owned by Direwolf. Um, yeah, uh, the, basically the, the, there was a video announcing the RPG, which has now gone private on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, although there's still a sign-up page for it available, so it might just be an indefinite hiatus. <laughs> so many fans of He-Man who are looking forward to that tabletop role-playing game. Um, yeah, sorry everyone, it's uh, a bad day for for big He-Man fans. Sorry guys. Yeah. Any, any of you still out there? Let us know. There's a Netflix so show coming out, or is I'm a Skeletor fan. Or... I'll tell you that. Big oh, fan yeah, of Skeletor. Yeah, yeah. Skeletor. 
I'm yeah, a she a big, big gay eye icon. <laughs> big gay icon. Uh, along with Man at Arms, Beast Man, mm. uh, probably Sorceress, right? Is that what she was called? The, the one that was turned into a bird? I have no idea. I've never yeah, seen man. No. <laughs> like, I've nothing fine. to add. Look, it's all about Man of War with his dad mustache. Okay. Yeah, Man of War. Yeah. Uh, and Beast Man. Uh, anyway, so there's that news. Now let's go on to our main news, everyone. This is what you're here for, possibly. Um, uh, Wheels. Uh, let's. Uh, do you want me to uh, outline this, or do you want to do it? No, yeah, go ahead. I, I, so. Are you, are you too busy? Are you too busy? arguing with our fans in the chat about <laughs> Look, I'm just going to say this right now. I, I don't know what the quality of reboot storytelling is or anything like that, okay? I'm sure you love it as a show, but it's goddamn ugly and I won't be retracting that statement. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Locana wheels. Let's, look, let's... Disney, they're releasing a brand new trading card game via Ravensburger, is that right? Uh, yep. With, it's, a, it's a partnership with Ravensburger. Uh, Ravensburger is like this massive company. They put out something you've probably heard of. Like they, well, they they, they also did Villainous, right? Which yeah, is they did Villainous. Um, yeah, uh, they did Villainous. They've done the Marvel Villainous. They've done all these other Disney. Basically, they're they're the pretty much the company that put out the Disney board games, uh, and now it looks like they're also putting out the trading card game which is Disney Lorcana which is a very interesting name because you think it would be called like Disney the trading card game or something like that mm. but instead they're going with this vague Lorcana name well, they, they're kind of making their own setting as well right because it's like it's kind of like a, a weird sci-fi-ish fantasy kind of mashup I think like a it's uh, kind of vibes. It, yeah, it's like alternative versions of Disney characters. So this isn't like a trading card game that's being made by Disney, but not featuring Disney characters. It, it will feature Disney characters. Um, it's just they might also, I don't know, be wearing armor or have a big knife. I don't know. Kind of like um, like uh, Daddy. Yeah, Hot Woody not that hot we Woody. sent you. Hot Woody. Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot about Hot Woody. Whatever game oh, that is. <laughs> there was, that was some kind of like MOBA or something. Yeah. I don't know. But it, no. is weird. It's, it is weird that they're like, like quite a few of these now kind of weird little sub IPs where it's like you get mm. all the Disney characters, but they've got their own kind of like weird setting that they have yeah. to adhere to like because mm. you've got that sorcerer's arena thing as well which we played the card game of or the board game of rather um yeah it's just there's a lot of like a lot of like strange little sort of i guess it's a way of you know having these characters be able to like do battle and things like that yeah. without yeah. kind of tarnishing the good family name of disney you know otherwise um, like why yeah, is snow white right. like beating up lilo like, <laughs> like we got to make we got to justify a child. it <laughs> snow white stop he's already dead <laughs> look lilo's got an attitude she probably said something that was rude True. Um, love her but uh, she's really cool though cuz yeah I've not seen that film in years. It's a great film. I, might great. Be I remember it, really liking it. I recommend yeah, watching fantastic. it again. Still fantastic. Let's do a direct watch along yeah. for DVD Plus. And then there's a fish that eats a sandwich. Yeah. Um, yeah, the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah, the peanut butter and tuna because that's an abomination. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the weather. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, Lord Carter <laughs> has apparently been in development for several years, according oh. to Ravensburger and Disney. Uh, it was also co designed by Ravensburger brand manager Ryan Miller. Um, Miller's worked in a few trading card games. Um, including Card Game 4. You're going to love this. Uh Naruto Baruto. Yes, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Godzilla. Finally, it's my moment as the biggest Naruto fan in all the world. Me, Michael Uh, Will Whelan. (laughs) Me, yeah. Uh, Evangelion, My Hero Academia. Is there... (laughs) Is the, so are these all trading card games or, are the, or is this just no they're card games they're card games based on like these things okay. and I'd also lo- apparently a Digimon card game oh. I'd love to play a card called get in the robot Shinji that forces my opponent to get in a giant robot get in there I'm just crying <laughs> um, basically um, what this seems to be is essentially like Magic the Gathering, but Disney. Like mm. this is the vibes. This is these are the kind of vibes we're getting from this recent press release. Um apparently there's going to be God, how many packs a year? So oh, I'm reading no. the the wonderful Disney uh sorry, the wonderful news article written by our very own Chase Carter, our Texan boy mm. news writer. Mm. Chase News Extraordinaire. Shout out. Available now on dicebreaker.com. Go have <laughs> yeah. a look. Uh, Chase is not Chase is not available now. He's probably busy, but the the news piece <laughs> is. Um, there's not a huge amount of information about this. Um, obviously, Disney owns their own like animated films along with Star Wars and Marvel, so we can possibly assume that that's going to oh my god be included here. Darth Vader like, versus yeah, Stitch. Mickey. <laughs> Yeah, Mickey Why is the only. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only. Uh, the only. I hey. thought you were talking about. I don't know. Who's, what, who would have better? Oh, you like Hercules, don't you? I love Hercules. Yeah. What if? Treasure what Planet, if Hades got in a fight with Kylo Ren? You know. Yeah. <laughs> That's Mate, apparently the concept a, we all want to see. In a fan fiction, he probably already has. But I um... don't know if they had a fight, man, in a fan fiction. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> This is like the first trading card game that Ravensburger have really done, isn't it? Like, I don't, I can't recall them ever really well, publishing no, something feel, of this kind of size. I feel Matt Jarvis breathing on my neck. Uh, but, they probably yeah. haven't. I, not that I know of, really. Like, Ravensburger tend to do board games and puzzles. They're, that tends to be their big thing. But it's very likely that uh, because Disney have like a very good relationship with Rappenberger, yeah, that it just made sense for them to kind of work together uh, on this. So even though it's like, even though they're not, you know, massively experienced in trading card games, they are a huge tabletop company, yeah, uh, and they have they already had that established relationship. So it's not hugely surprising that they're going with Rappenberger. Um, but you know, it does seem like Magic the Gathering has always been huge. Obviously, there's Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh! Basically, the top three are pretty much Magic the Gathering, and then it's Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh! Mm. And every other card game that sort of exists that's vaguely along the same lines either doesn't exist anymore or is sort of like, like, um, oh my god, Rise of the Phoenix Born. What's that one? Ashen? Ashen? Ashes. That that's 
sort of similar, but not really. Like, I, I can't think of it, any other game that kind of is along the same. I know there's a, there's a Final Fantasy trading game, but I don't think that's nearly as big. It might not even be supported anymore. But Because th- that's done by Square Enix themselves, I think, weirdly. So oh, they okay. have their own tournament scene and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, also, I saw it at GKG and it looked awful. But I mean, I think, I think it's one of those games that's huge in Japan that everyone yeah. like maybe has a niche audience. But essentially, there are three big dogs and one very, very big dog at the top, which is Magic the Gathering. Mm. And it seems to me like Lorcana is kind of like... Disney have looked at that and gone, so where haven't we conquered yet? Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're kind of doing that with a lot of things, right? Because they've yeah. got they've got a MOBA, they've got a Gotcha game, they've got you know they're like yeah. they're like we're just going to have everything Disney available, so that you yeah. never have to do something that isn't owned by us ever again. Um, yeah, you never have to will... see something without Mickey or ears on ever no. again. Uh, I do just want to read out the final paragraph of this article, Mian, because... Okay. Mm-hmm. This, I, I mean, think... this was framed by Chase. So exactly, I no, I, I think yep. Chase deserves a shout-out for this incredible finale. Okay. Yeah. For those leery of the continued encroachment of licensed mega pastiches, supplanting original creative work in the tabletop space, Lorcana is an inevitability in a market that prizes pop culture recognizability over original creative work. Make space at the drafting table for the Disney adults and get ready for debates over how overpowered Darth Vader is in your goofy tribal deck. <laughs> <laughs> Chase Carter, you beautiful man. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's incredible. Chase Carter, excellent writer. Pe- people in the chat are suggesting Chase. some some uh, some hot oh, uh, verses here. Chewbacca versus Baloo, mm-hmm. uh, Princess Elsa versus Princess Leia. We've got Vader v Zerg, which actually I think would be quite funny. Yeah, I oh. that. Chip and Dale versus Doctor Doom. <laughs> Donald Duck versus Galactus. <laughs> Goofy would kill Goofy will kill anyone and everyone. It's like they're making a, a card game out of the multiverses, you know? Like yeah. it's Yeah. I don't yeah, know. well the fun thing is, uh some people were talking about this and uh uh sort of a disclaimer, like I f- sort of followed magic, but I'm not like a really a player myself, but I have seen People talk about the fact that obviously Magic the Gathering recently announced in their Wizard Presents, um, they're doing more of the um, my God, what are they called? They're they're the packs that are based on like different licenses. They've got a stupid name uh, now. Secret. Secret land. No. Super no, rare, no, not like uh, that. Like no, art, uh, it's like art. universe is some something like that. Oh, oh my god! Um, oh doing... yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, someone in that... chat will say it in about five yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll find the the news article when it loads. But um, they're they're doing like a Doctor Who one, for example. Yeah. So they've yeah. already they do, they already announced the Lord of the Rings one. They mm-hmm. showed off some of that. They're doing a Doctor Who one. I'm sure they're doing another one that I can't remember. So originally they did the secret layers, which were the the stupid drops that were based um, on excuse like. Excuse me, they were based on horoscopes in the very uh... end. Yeah, so <laughs> they are they stupid because they were have very... a Leo land. That's not stupid. <laughs> they were very they were very limited, uh, and they would often be very expensive for what you actually yeah, got. It's like fancy arts, basically. Um, well, they're, they're basically collectibles. Aren't yeah. they? they're not, I don't think they're that. Yeah, they're not really meant to be used in play. Like, I don't yeah. think anyone does use them. But um, no, they they they're doing these new like full on complete sets based on these different like licenses 
Universes uh, Beyond. Thank you. That's the one. Uh -huh. Thank you very much. Universes Beyond. That they're doing that, and obviously they announced Lord of the Rings and Doctor Who. Um, so they're they're doing that, and now it's obviously like Lorcan has been in development for several years. So it's not like just come out in response to this, but it's very interesting that some people were talking about. Oh, maybe before this was announced, they were talking about. Oh, maybe um, the the universes beyond will include like. Star Wars or Marvel or things like that, and like clearly it's not mm. going to because yeah. they're doing their own trading card game instead of working with Wizards of the Coast. Um, Honestly, it could, it literally could be that some bloody marketing executive was talking to Wizards and they were talking about like the fees involved, and they had a and they just went, to go uh, in their mouth. Yeah. You know what? We'll just make our own TCG. Yeah. Actually, don't worry about it. They were like, fair, yeah, so you know. Uh, there might be some money in this. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's obviously, yeah, it's been... I wonder whether that did happen. I mean, like, we have mm. so many historical examples of that. Like, the PS1 exists because of um, a deal that fell apart between, like, was it Sega and, and Sony? I think it was Sony and Nintendo, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. It was Sony and Nintendo. They were going to make a disc console together and then something fell apart and then suddenly we're like why don't we just do this ourselves and yeah. lo and behold the ps1 exists okay. uh and i wonder good, good, good things so you know yeah yeah uh, tell i you, mean tell you always... what the steam deck is fantastic for emulation so i might be playing some uh, some ps1 games at some point i mean but... it's it's it it's always good to have more competition to be honest in the market like obviously disney is a huge bail-off so mm -hmm. it's not really the same as like a a smaller company coming in trying their own thing but um maybe that's what it takes to go up against magic the gathering but i mean the the key here is obviously magic the gathering has had the fact that it's 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 been around forever it's got a dedicated fan base like if you look at if you type in trading card games magic the gathering is going to be one that comes up um but the, you know, Disney has an advantage here potentially with people who have looked at Magic the Gathering and they're like, "What is this?" Yeah, I'm <laughs> it'll be interesting to know whether like they're trying to go for a different audience, the Magic Gathering, or if they're trying to go for the same. Like, are they going to try and like skew it younger, like make it less complicated, like easier to like kind of entry level? Like, it'll be interesting to see like what they are trying to achieve with it. Because obviously, Magic's not like in, like uh, so complex. You know, it's not like crazy complex, but it's like if you're trying to get a kid to play it, I'm assuming like this. I don't know what the age well, limit I mean, for Magic yeah. is. Yeah. But... If you're trying to get a kid to play something, having like I don't know Woody on there or mm. like you know uh, hot Woody, yeah, hot Woody, <laughs> yeah, having hot Woody on there. <laughs> you know, they're they're probably going to be more likely to want to play a game, a trading card game that has characters that they, they recognize in there, right? Like, yeah, I also wonder if like moving away from because like Magic has kind of a sort of whilst it's high fantasy it's also got like quite dark elements like demons mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff i wonder having like a more sort of quote unquote family friendly kind of setting to it yeah if they're gonna go for more like oh no one dies we're just having a magical mm. spell battle or whatever you know all those kind of things yeah. will just sort of just lower that floor for how early they can get people to start playing and you know maybe that's where their market lies and the people who yeah like you said maddie aren't aren't really like uh, capable of like getting their brain around magic, not mm -hmm. capable, sorry, but like you know, aren't aren't so really interested, um, or... interested yeah. in yeah, getting their brain around it. 
um, and also just you know aren't maybe playing like games to get like gore and like super muscular giants and whatever yeah. maybe they just want to have like a more of a kind of cutesy aesthetic or anything like that you know um but we shall see yeah yeah the the launch is going to be um autumn 2023 oh wow, okay um and apparently there's going to be they've already announced there's going to be continued support after the the release date so presumably they're going to do a starter set launch or something and then they'll continue to release packs like after that but i imagine that they'll release packs yeah like i don't know whether they're going to release packs on specific characters mm. like films or something mm. or on like um or on like themes i i guess you could do like franchises like you could have like oh we're gonna do a big star wars thing or we're gonna you know here's they like the, come back the princesses them, yeah. or like a pixar mm. pack or whatever i don't know but i yeah i do think that um uh i like considering the amount of weight that they're gonna have it like it seems like they are putting a lot of investment in it it's not like something that they're just like hey we're releasing this next week or whatever yeah like like most tabletop publishers like they're giving it like a proper big sort of uh pre-announcement building up hype all that kind of stuff mm. uh i would love to see because it's hit the the guy sort of like in charge does seem to have like a, a bit of a background in sort of trading card games license on things but i would love to see like what kind of direction they're going with yeah. the actual gameplay like uh are they going to keep it quite straight and narrow they just is it going to be sort of magic-y but a bit more simple or are they going to do something a little bit different like are they gonna i don't know introduce like dice and stuff like what what's what's the plan here that's, that's mean, my, my big interest at the moment it was i mean we've had like star wars destiny for example which r.i.p um that was a uh was that a trading card game or a living card game? Oh. I, it would be Fantasy Flight, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's Fantasy Flight. So, so, it's living, right? um, so there have been examples in the past of card games based on these kind of licenses. I don't think there's ever been one based on like Disney animated characters. Um, so, uh, and there's been like, there are Marvel card games, like dozens of them. Um, but, you know, Disney animated films have never quite had the... I don't know if they've ever thought the audience was there to do something like that. But now maybe they're like, oh, we have something to please everyone, right? We have, like, the cutesy characters, the nostalgic mm. stuff, the Star Wars, you know, the Marvel things for people who are like, I don't want to play with the kiddie thing. Um, yeah, it, it, they could look at it as like this is how we get younger audiences into trading card games right and let's just face it trading card games are they are a source of money <laughs> like mm. you keep putting out those sets people will keep buying them especially if they are like i want to keep up with the better yeah every um, time disney releases a new movie if they like can release a new pack easy money yeah yeah oh yeah they can release packs alongside a new film or or even series or whatever it's all part of the 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 ever growing and ever hungry machine of okay you know corporation but mm -hmm. turning red pack would be i would love to see it i want that big panda going by oh my oh my <laughs> I'll take it. I just yeah, want a yeah. card that just says, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, when's, I mean... the, uh, when's the carry on pack? That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh, God. Disney. That's what we're really doing. I don't know who owns the rights to that. Probably BBC. I, I hope whoever does has locked it Can away. Can you imagine carry, carry on the card game? Carry on card gaming. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, the, yeah, and there's just a card that's just boyoing. Um, and it has, the, I know, it has the ability to distract all enemies. <laughs> Manuel Lichtenegger says, still mad that Disney doesn't treat Xenomorph as the proper Disney princess, princess that she is. Oh which they own that? Apparently, apparently wow. they own that. It should be on the princess oh, part. I think it is on Disney Plus, right? So. Oh, oh, are we right. gonna? Okay, are we gonna get like, everything pack, that's on yeah. Disney Plus? <laughs> oh my god! Well, there's, weird oh, no, on there. there's, a, there's a load of really bad stuff on there, though. Like, like the the number of sixties like um, Disney films that are just like that oh. darn cat, you know, like yeah. or slime some space or something that's like that. X-Files. Oh yeah, I'll take an X Files card game. I what if um what if they owned Mac and Me, you know, the McDonald's oh, alien? What? Have you not heard of well, it? it? Oh god. Google oh, Mac buddy. and Me when you get home. You'll okay. love it. Yeah, just Google Google Mac Mac and Me like I don't know, like wheelchair falls off cliff scene or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That scene tells you everything you need to know about this film. There, there'll okay. be countless YouTube videos on it. Uh, maybe, um, we'll, maybe we'll make a Dice Breaker Plus video on it. <laughs> um, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah, because it's funny because obviously, like, Kingdom Hearts is Disney and Final mm. Fantasy, right? And there's a Final Fantasy trading card game. Is it going to be a crossover? <laughs> I would assume they would have a Kingdom Hearts thing, yeah. Yeah, no, no, but... I mean, like, with the there's a the, the Final Fantasy trading card game, right? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? But, yeah, no, uh, I mean... Unfortunately, the world is their oyster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think people are mostly... I will say, like, it doesn't feel like they're half-arsing this. It feels like yeah. they're at mm. least, like, throwing everything they've got at it, which is better than just, like, here are some packs. Like, yeah, really. Like... Just buy it. It has Mickey Mouse on. Like yeah, yeah. buy you cheap. idiots. Yeah, like got Mickey Mouse building on something. <laughs> um, it, hopefully this means they're like building a gameplay system, and mm. they're thinking they're not just like let's slap Goofy on a card and people enjoy it. They're like, and don't go wrong, I love Goofy, but um, you know, hopefully they're also thinking like, oh, this is how. You know the the game is going to work. We're going to release sets not just based on like the characters, but also based on mechanics, things like that. So yeah, it it is interesting, and mayhaps uh, Magic the Gathering will have like a a, a significant rival until. I, it... I would absolutely love it if they just literally made a carbon copy of Magic the Gathering, <laughs> and I could have like a goofy planeswalker card called like. <laughs> Goofy, comma, awkward father, and I get like an ability where I can embarrass my son. <laughs> okay, love that. What, Max? Yeah, yeah, Max. Why do you want to embarrass Max? Because it was the plot of the film. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like in the in the in the like the process of the game, like. It, well, maybe, maybe my opponent is playing with Max cards, and I can oh embarrass him. <laughs> that is I, a very specific mechanic. Look, it's a specific build, but it pays off one out of a hundred times. You know, <laughs> I can't wait. We I can't believe we have to wait until literally next year before I can get my hot Woody card, though. That's really upsetting. Yeah. I'll tell you that. 
What if we get it and Look, he's people not People don't even know what a hot woody is. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we talked about it somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, I, don't I don't think we have. Such... And also, that right. requires everyone to have listened to that very specific episode if we ever actually Well, I'm sorry, that they're just not dedicated enough. <laughs> yeah, come on. The Look, Dice we, podcast universe. We found this when we were doing the Disney Sorcerer's Arena. We found this weird MOBA that they put out on mobile. And they've got like dark fantasy versions mm-hmm. of Disney characters and well, Woody Mirrorverse and Woody is like this bearded bounty hunter in a sci-fi world and I was like Alex Meehan is this Woody hot <laughs> do you find this Woody what hot the fa- is the fact that it was me specifically well yeah you, you are we already too. talked about the, the specific sub channel that you're going to exist in, in the in the discord you know you're the expert of this sort of kind of thing <laughs> I can't believe right, you're sad okay. that we, you're the one we wanted to consult about it. Like you're, <laughs> the, you're the one that we ask. You're the one we. You've built your with. entire brand around yeah. erotic fan fiction. I don't, I don't know what you want us to do. <laughs> I, I think. Oh wait, hang on. So this is very confusing, right? Because you search heroes. Google Google Mirabha no, no, Woody I, if I, you're at home. I, I searched Disney MOBA game and it came up with Heroes Battle Mode, which is not this. The, oh, mo- so the MOBA, the MOBA is Mirrorverse. And um, if you're at home and you want to see Hot Woody, Google Mirrorverse Woody. Yeah, it's in Mirror that you look into. Verse is in Multiverse, and oh then Woody. Oh my God, no! There are. It's Hot oh, Woody. No. People have been making things based on this already. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, there you go. You have. can't tell me that when they were designing that. Yeah. They weren't like. Hmm. What? What will? This what? is let's, the one for Let's the make him hotter. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have something for the mums. You got. Yeah. Got something for the dads and lads. You gotta have something Literally. for the mums. Yeah. Um. I the mums and bums. Yeah. The mums and what? Mums and bums. The mums and bums. Um. Yeah. yeah. Um. Basically. Uh. I'm so thrown off now. There's hot <laughs> genie as well. It's I'm uh, getting it's... flustered. <laughs> um, basically, Mirrorverse is so weird because it's like, oh, um, now these are like for grown-ups or something, where where they're yeah. like, this, this yeah. isn't your da- this isn't your daddy's Disney game. But, but right? this is, this is kind of the question though. Is that the route they're going to go down? Are they going to make it like? Oh, look at all of these like cool, edgy versions of. Yeah, are they going to go edgy or are they going to go cutesy? This yeah, or is it like, oh my god, it's Mickey Mouse, but he's in a little outfit, you know? Like, Which Mickey I would, Mouse, I would but, assume. It's Mickey Mouse, but he hasn't got a shirt on. Mm. And he's, like, he's ripped. Do you know about this? Do you know about this in Kingdom Hearts? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Maddie. I've actively oh. avoided Kingdom Hearts Kingdom at every Hearts. possible moment. I'll be honest. I think with you. if you play Kingdom Hearts, like a record should be put on your government, you know, like profile or whatever. Matt Jarvis should like, Kingdom that? Hearts. Exactly. Yeah. I think Matt should be on, on some kind of like Kingdom Hearts players list so that people know. So that when he when he comes into into a conversation, you'd be like, oh, hold on, he's by Kingdom Hearts. Check on some kind of I, register where he lives. I, I, I didn't not, want to use the word register because of the connotations. <laughs> I'm not uh, I'm not playing Kingdom Hearts, but I do know there's a specific bit where, for some reason, Mickey Mouse is not wearing a shirt, and you see his little Mickey nipples. Yeah, his his nipples, if you will. His nipples. Look, we've got actual real-life evidence here. Manuel Lichtenecker says, all right, just Google it, definitely screams DILF to me. Thank you. So there yeah, we go. It's not just us. It's, it's Woody, but he... There we go. Yeah, right. there's, quite a lot of, there's quite a lot of people 
commenting on Hot Woody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to cash in on that McKeith yeah. from the pre-fame. Yeah, there you go. Tell us, tell us about, you can tell us about Hot Woody and what you think about him uh, uh, at our various social media places, like at Join Dicebreaker on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Can also email us about Hot Woody. Are we just gonna get loads of like at join Dicebreaker pictures of Hot Woody? <laughs> <laughs> do it. Confuse Matt Jarvis. Please. Do it. Oh yeah, definitely do it. Confuse Matt Jarvis. If you no, like, uh... oh, Matt, sorry, uh, the thing is, Will's he won't be confused because he he'll know exactly. No, he'll just be tired. <laughs> he'll be like, oh, I should have been on the podcast. I should have made time to, to moderate them. Yeah, he. Yeah, he's not. Uh, the honoured one says in one of the spin-off games they explain why he is shirtless. Wow, they had to address it. Look, oh, buddy, it's very important. It's very important law. Very important law. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, if you if you want to uh, give us a follow, please do hit subscribe, click the bell icon to get notified whenever we put a new video live. We've also got an email called contact at dicebreaker.com where you can send yeah. any burning questions you have for us yeah, that we may we may even answer on the podcast. So if you've got some some very important hot woody questions, send them on mm-hmm. over. Even if it's not hot woody related, we'll still give it a read. Um, but we can also find plenty more stuff over on dicebreaker.com. Me and what we've got coming up. Oh my god. Uh, I don't know what we've got coming up exactly, but I know what we've just put out. Hell so, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> uh, if you have been uh, watching House of Dragon, the new uh, Game of Thrones series, mm-hmm. uh, who, seen Matt Smith, Matt Smith, and his suspect wig. Yeah, these. I just feel like they were they photoshopped pictures of actors with that hair. Like, who looks the most upsetting? And then they hired him based on that. That's how I think it, they did it. It's oh. like you know how we were talking about how Chris Pine just looks like he knows what email is yeah. in, in the D and D film. Yeah. Absolutely the same thing with Matt Smith. He just does not look right in that yeah, thing. He's, he's so like otherworldly in like a horrid way. That like you shouldn't be. Um, sorry, Matt. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, yeah, sorry, Matt Smith, if you're listening to this. Um, uh, you, if you're looking forward to House of Dragon uh, and you want more Game of Thrones stuff, we have a wonderful list of the best Game of Thrones board games that you could play. Maybe this. Does weekend. it include the Game of Thrones board game? It does include a Game of Thrones colon the board game oh, my dash <laughs> second edition. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, it does include that, um, along with some other really excellent picks. Uh, thank you, Samantha M- Nelson, for writing that. We've also got uh, another list of the the best Dom. Do- <laughs> the best Doms. <laughs> Hope I'm in there. Hot Woody's in there. <laughs> Hot Woody's. <in> <laughs> I can't stop laughing now. I just uh, got a notification on my thing that said reducing noise. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That was a feature we had on all of our streams. Uh, Will, oh, Will's, every time you laugh, you just go silent. After a while, after a minute, you just silenced. It's a list of the best Dominaria United cards. Excellent. Imagine the Gathering's new set. Yeah, nothing uh, to do with what yeah. we were talking about. No. I don't know if they've got any doms in there, but they probably do. There's but... a lot of doms in Magic the Gathering, to be mm-hmm. fair. Yeah, maybe you should do a list of the best doms in Magic the Gathering. Yeah. I Another already did that, that members video of the sexiest characters in Magic yeah. the Gathering. Follow up, hottest daddy doms of Magic, <laughs> Magic the Gathering. <laughs> Magic 
check the gallery. Uh, that list is by Jason Coles, not the Doms one, the Dominaria United cards. Uh, yeah. Oh, and I also did a, a an opinion piece about D&D and why I'm not happy about the fact that um, they're, they're getting rid of additions, it seems. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's valid. Uh, the honoured one says, who's a better Dom, Hot Woody or Shirtless Me? <laughs> You can find out on the next episode of the Dice Breaker Podcast. But until then, please do stick around here on the YouTube channel. Maddie, what have we got coming up this weekend? Speaking of, of Disney and younger audiences, if you're interested in getting kids into tabletop gaming, I you thought you were going to say if you're interested in getting kids. <laughs> I was like, wait, hang yeah. on. End of sentence there. <laughs> Uh, if you're interested uh, in some family friendly board games we've uh, got a basketball games for kids coming out this weekend which has got some very fun things on it uh, which adults would also enjoy like just fun dexterity games are for everybody lots of fun stuff there Uh, oh and Sunday if that's happening we've got some some I believe so yeah some creative Uh, video Liv is currently editing it. If you watched our Spelljammer Let's Play, mm. you might have noticed the beautiful vessel that we crafted out of toys and scrap wood. Um, you get to see the behind the scenes of how we did that, um, which is very, very fun. Mm-hmm. It's a very silly video. Yeah. We all lose our minds after about five seconds. Uh, and it just sort of carries on from there. So mm-hmm. look forward to that one. If you're a big kit bashing fan, if you like yeah. seeing wheels saw the head off a dinosaur, then oh we've God. got you covered. Uh, we've like, got you covered. A real dinosaur. A real dinosaur. Yeah. Oh if you want to see us carve it and then panic, it has fiberglass in it. And then I'll think we're dying in the studio because <laughs> there's fiberglass everywhere. And then realizing, no, that's not fiberglass because there's no fibers. It's a good time. <laughs> and also, why have they put fiberglass in this 90p toy? <laughs> thank you very much for this episode of the dice breaker podcast we will see you on the next one so we've got videos going live tomorrow and the day after so stick around here on the channel head on over to dicebreaker.com and read some of our fantastic articles as written by alex Meehan and chase and matt and all the rest of the fantastic contributors that we have and of course we will be back next week with more live content including the live stream on thursday and another episode of the podcast on friday thank you very much for watching we will see you on the next one but until then thank you alex Meehan. uh it's great. It's been great. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for having me. And thank you to those at home. Have a lovely day. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.